0: Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's up, Rebels? Powerful parents, how are you doing? I am having a great week. I have had so much fun hanging out with my wife. Doing stuff together. We got a whole load of firewood delivered. I know you're like, firewood? It's summer. I know it's summer. We've got a big fire pit in the backyard, and I love the fire pit so much. I smell like fire right now. smell like smoke because we were at the fire pit last night. I was riding bikes on our BMX track, and I started a little bonfire, and Lucy came out, and Laura came out, and we had so much fun. We have a neat broadcast today. Tara Owens is on the broadcast today. And she's talking about embracing the body. What is God trying to do through your skin and bones? Spiritual director Tara Owens invites you to listen to your thoughts about your body in a way that draws you closer to God, calling you to explore how your spirituality is intimately tied to your physicality. Your body is not an inconvenience. It is a place where you can meet the Holy Spirit in a brand new way. We really like this book. We really like Ter Owens. You are going to enjoy this broadcast. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by MyPillow. MyPillow.com, code word REBEL for a discount on the Giza sheets and everything else they sell. We have the pet bed, we've got the pillows, but the sheets are my new favorite thing. Ooh, I love getting into bed with those amazing, amazing sheets. I cannot believe how great they feel. We love MyPillow, MyPillow mypillow.com, code word REBEL. For a big discount on everything they sell. And The Voice of the Martyrs. Persecution.com. The Voice of the Martyrs has been helping those persecuted for the gospel for more than 50 years. Resources. They have so much that they do for those countries that are hostile to our gospel. They were our first paid sponsor. So thank you so much to The Voice of the Martyrs. Persecution.com. Let's jump into the podcast. Here now is Tara Owens on today's edition Tara, thank you for coming on the broadcast today. This is a fascinating subject about our body more holistically than I think a lot of people think about. Uh, And I can't wait to talk about it. What made you decide to write this book? Was there an impetus? Did you see something? Was there an experience you had? I mean, how did you dive into this subject? Oh,
1: that's a great question. And thanks for having me. You know, I think a lot of authors say that you write the book that you need, um, and and that's really true in Mm. this case with Embracing the Body. Um, And I think in part because um, I became a Christian as an adult, um, and uh, I really am a kinesthetic person. I I touch the world. That's been true of me Mm. since I was little. Um, And my own journey toward God um, involved my body in a lot of ways. Um, But when I came into the Church, I sort of had this weird experience that nobody was really talking about the body, Mm. Um, and I felt sort of out of place with that um, on multiple levels when it came to sort of my experience of engaging with other people, of engaging with God, um, of my my own history around sexuality and my expression of that before I came to Christ. And um, just all of those things rolled into one, and nobody was talking about it. And I thought, why are we not talking about this? Mm. Wasn't Jesus, like, flesh and blood? <laughs> mm. and, and so over time, it became something that I... Um, that I sort of leaned into and did a lot of research around, and um, eventually wrote a few articles about, and got crazy feedback on those, and um, and then it ended up becoming a book. Um, so yeah, it's I, I can't point to one specific um, incident that said, mm-hmm. oh, I have to write this book. Just the sort of the the trajectory of uh, my life sure. with God made it make sense, um, and and I had to write what I needed because it wasn't out
0: there. Definitely, I, I love things that give me a new perspective. I remember hearing um, an interview with Salima Masakela, who's a, a commentator for the X Games and uh, his experience growing up um, as uh, having a white mom and a black dad and what that meant for dating and, and it just changed my perspective and I think this one did too. Um, it's interesting, You you were talking about how the church oftentimes uh, looks at at quote unquote the body, or or and it translates into our bodies as this you know sinful thing. Since the fall, it's just word, thought, and deed we sin every day, and you know the bodies are kind of this. Instead of treating our bodies as a temple, as this glorious thing, we look at the body as this thing we've got to beat into submission, and it's always going to try to do the wrong thing, and and we're not listening to our bodies. Mm-hmm
1: yeah and it's just such a sad thing because it is our body we can't be human without our bodies first mm-hmm. all and and we have this sort of split down the middle of us that um is this sense that there's nothing about my body that I can trust, there's none of my desires and impulses that are good or that God might be speaking through, and it just it robs mm-hmm. us, i would say of at least half, maybe more, of our experience with God and a place to um, experience redemption and glory and life. Um, and you know, it, we live. I live. You live in a place uh, in Colorado that is so beautiful, and the world is just. I mean, it's just glorious mm-hmm. if you if you walk outside and look. Um, and we love to experience our bodies out in. Uh, in nature and in the world and yet to think of that as somehow not related to God and what God is saying um, I think misses a whole aspect of our relationship with with Jesus. Mm. You talked about in your book like our bodies don't lie. Um, Can you tease that out for me? I mean we've done some muscle testing and some maybe people think that's a little funky now but um, I just want to hear your take on that.
0: Yeah before you answer I want to expand a little bit on that and People are gonna get to know us and our family the more we go on, and you know we've got traditional Western doctors, we've got health practitioners, we have holistic doctors, and we've done a ton of stuff with muscle testing, and it's interesting when you bring that up in certain circles because you get that sour face, and people don't mean to do it, but it's that, whoa, what do you, that's new, I, I don't know about that, is, is that in the Bible? And it, you get all these odd questions, and I think, well, how is it against the Bible? you know how is how how is what i'm doing you know why are we so afraid you know it's it's like we tried to science god away our bodies are mysterious i mean i don't have i think in in 100 years we're going to have no idea what we were doing today so you know unpack that you know with our bodies don't lie i agree i think you can listen to your body but how how is and how is it being received when you talk about things like this
1: um i think uh, it was- First of all, to, to say, I mean, we, we actually really don't know as much about our bodies as we think we do. I mean, we are continuing, I think you're so right, we are continuing to learn more and more about this mysterious um, mixture of body and soul and spirit and mind and emotions and all of it housed in, we call this thing our body that we have, but we don't have it, we are it. Which most of us sort of live in this place where we are our brains or if you're a feeler you are your heart Mm. Um, but you're your fingers too and your toes and all of you is in every part of you Um, and so when I say that the body can't lie um, I really believe that the body tells you what you believe and it tells you things about yourself that you don't even know if you're willing to listen to it Mm. it sometimes does things that you don't want it to do. Um, and I think of some really good friends I have who deal with autoimmune diseases or um, chronic illnesses and things that, that make daily living a struggle in mm. their relationship to the stuff of their body. Mm. Um, but I think, I think Scripture even speaks to that in, in the command to love your enemy, um, there are places in us that we, we experience as enemies to our wholeness, and there is a certain amount of embracing that and learning to love those places as well as we journey in illness, but your body tells you what you believe. Um, if you've ever done a ropes course or anything like that, yeah, um, I, I am not those. a huge fan <laughs> of heights personally, um, but it's If you're doing it for the first time, um, you're down on the ground, you've got an instructor, they're putting a harness on you, they're telling you about how you're going to be super safe, and here's the things we're going to do, and we've done this a zillion times, and the instructors, especially at, like, youth camps have done it a zillion times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, you absolutely believe them when you're standing on the ground. You totally believe them. You believe them enough (laughs) that you're going to go up there on that rope right? Yeah. You, you're actually going to do it and you believe them and you you really think you believe them and you get <laughs> up on that rope and your palms start sweating and you start sweating in other places. You might, if you're me, start shaking. Your body is mm-hmm. telling you that you don't believe them. You're actually afraid. Um, no matter what you think in your mind, your body will tell you what you believe. But is your instructor shaking? Mm-hmm. Is your instructor sweating? No because they've been up there and done it enough times that their body actually believes it. Their body is telling them, mm-hmm. I'm totally safe up here. I know it, I've experienced it, it's in every cell of my body, I'm fine. Whereas I'm up there sweating and shaking and totally. going, oh Jesus. You're <laughs> in that fight me. or
0: flight mentality <laughs> of, I've gotta do something. I was, when I first started doing jiu-jitsu, um, my coach is a big guy and uh, he's an intimidating guy and we would work out and my heart rate would just skyrocket. I mean like 170, 180 and I would hyperventilate. I mean all this crazy stuff and I'm tapping out at one point and he's not getting off of me and I start to just really panic. And he gets up and he looked at me with this curious look on his face and he goes, you don't really think I'm gonna hurt you, do you? <laughs> and it was the crazy. of course he's not gonna hurt me. I'm paying him money to not hurt me, to teach me how to move in a situation where I might feel afraid. He goes, I, I don't know what's going on, man. He goes, what's going on with you? I had no idea. It was the craziest thing, but it was that big mental block where my body did not believe what my head was telling it, and I had to listen and go, oh wait, I've gotta convince my body of these things. I was telling our producer that this morning. I've been teaching my body to not like sugar over the, pit, and my wife's mm-hmm. gonna laugh at me right now. Two days ago, uh, there's a donut place in town called Amy's Donuts, and I'm. And it's delicious. <laughs> oh yeah, it's they make delicious. a maple bacon donut. It's a maple glazed donut, and they put tons of bacon on it. And for years, when we'd go there, it just, every now and then, I could down two of those, no problem. i probably get it on four, I just was trying to hold back. I bought two of these <laughs> two days ago, and couldn't finish one of them. And I thought, oh yeah. I don't really like sugar that much anymore. My body was going, "What are you doing? This is such an overload." But I've got to I've got to remind my brain that my body knows something mm-hmm. it doesn't right now. So it doesn't. It's such a weird thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting back and forth.
0: It is. Tara, how is this being received in the church? Uh how is this being received in and you know, I'm guessing I'm just gonna throw this out there, millennials, younger Gen Xers are probably embracing this more than, than possibly an older generation. Are you getting pushback? Are you getting people, I I posted a video yesterday and I got I got trolled. I forgot about trolling. Are do people freak out or are you getting are you being well received?
1: Um, I think it's been um I would say 75% well-received and 25% freaked out. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that... um, I I have an amazing, very brave publisher for this book, but Mm. one of the things that I said to them when, when we were first talking about titles and cover design and all of these things was, I want a real body on the cover. I don't want... You know, a pretty design, or somebody standing on a beach with their hands raised. Like, I don't want an inspirational poster. I want a real body on the cover, and that was a real struggle. That was a real struggle because there's—if you've seen the book, it's—it's not super obvious, but there's a naked body on the cover. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, we got
0: it. It's funny, (laughs) and 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 we were talking about that this morning. For me, that's. I have a hard time with this, because I've grown up in such a conservative world, and I've grown up in publishing, and I've grown up in broadcasting, and I know the pushback, you know, with Family Talk and uh, before that focus on the family. Sometimes when you talk about counseling or psychology, there were stations that were like, no, we're not gonna print that today. And if you talked anything about sexuality, no, we're not gonna air that one today. And, you know, while there's a naked body on the cover of your book, it is in the background, and you don't see any, you know, Inappropriate parts, and I'm sure you had a lot of hand wringing over that. Like, well, what are people going to say? Well, what are they going to say?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I we we struggled about it, and at the end of the day, like, I the one of the huge messages of this book is that the body is a wonderful thing, is something that we need to embrace, and. And and I'm sure there were bookstores that didn't pick it up because there's I mean it's not inappropriate it's, nope. it's, yeah. and it's very subtle but I'm sure that there are bookstores that didn't pick it up because there's a naked body on the cover, um, and and that just I mean that to me that just breaks my heart and is also evidence of how much this this is needed mm-hmm. um, in the yeah. church and yeah. and the reminder that our bodies are good and the discussion of it and the places that that we talk about our bodies, and not just in a, you know, whether or not I'm working out kind of way, um, but actually listening to our bodies and listening to God in our bodies. Can you um, can you tease that out? Like, how do we find God in our flesh, in our body? I know we're talking about, but yeah. I was wondering, do you have any steps or things that we could do? Absolutely. Well, and I think, um, I, I'm a spiritual director, so I have a bias towards silence um, and, and sort of the contemplative life that's very much sort of my bread and butter, but um, one of the things yeah. that we can start doing to listen to our bodies is actually slow down enough mm. and get quiet enough that we can start to be aware of what's actually going on in our bodies, because most of us push through. Mm-hmm. like Right. I I get it. I'm a mom. I have a two year old. I push through that she's been sick this week. And, you know, there's this pushing through that we do because we have things to do. But to actually stop and honor the fact that, um, well, I I just got back to boxing after a couple of years away from it, and I'm sore. (laughs) Like, my back hurts, my legs hurt, Um, and start to listen to that. Um, not in a just my body is sore kind of way, but what's God saying? Um, and even just sitting right now thinking about um, the feelings in my body, um, one of the things that God is saying is that I, I've, I've knit you together, and, and there is a certain amount of um, engaging in this, and re-engaging that is going to be sore because you've been conforming to the patterns of the world. <laughs> you've yeah. been mm. choosing sugar, you've been you know pushing through instead of actually saying no this is time where I need to take care of myself
0: mm. and
1: um, I mean as a mom I can get wrapped up in my daughter instead of um, choosing for my body and its health and and what God is asking me to do and inviting me into, which is more life. Um, but the world says, no, be the super mom, yep. do all the mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 that's just one way of slowing down and starting to listen. Yeah. Um,
0: Tara, talk about that a little bit. You know, from a husband's standpoint, and there's, you know, a lot of husbands listening, I know that goes on. I know that women just push through and you think, well, but I have to, I've you know, I've gotta do this. and at some point you have to listen to your body or your body's gonna start yelling and screaming at you. And that's not where you wanna go because then we're not the best parent we can be. We're not the best spouse we can be. There are times where we need to say, okay, I'm gonna have to let something go because I do need to sleep or I do need to meditate or I do need to stretch or I do need to, you know, whatever it is, to get back to your center, to listen to your body so mm-hmm. your body goes, okay, we're rested again. All right, we can get back on the horse. You know, whether it's telling your husband, hey, you gotta take over for a while. You know, I need a break, something. But talk to the moms out there about, you know, that struggle to just continue and to keep going and just one more and just a little bit and just, you know, that.
1: Yeah, and that, that struggle comes from a place of not being connected to the fact that we're the beloved of God. It comes back to the place of, of really, I mean, we, I, I get it. I love my daughter, um, and I want to give her everything, but God's the one who's giving her everything. God's the one that's providing that. And when I get disconnected, um, and particularly from my body, um, and the, the idea of I'm exhausted, mm. but I'm just going to do the thing, um, whatever the thing is, whether that's, you know, make dinner or um you know, I'm the one doing the bath, or she wants me at bedtime, not daddy, um, there's there's a, a choice that we have to make to seek God in those moments, instead of seeking mm-hmm. um, just the happiness of the person that we're with, or the, the fulfilling things out of duty. When I start feeling like I'm fulfilling things out of duty instead of desire, I know I'm disconnected from that core of myself. And it is a place where I say, "I, you know, I have to go back and say, God, let's choose life. Where Mm -hmm. is life? And life may be saying, no, I'm not going to do bath time tonight. I need to go... um, Sit down and have some quiet, and really, and let go of the phone, and just sit for a little while with God and be refreshed. Or I need to go work out for half an hour. Or I need to I need to go to bed. <laughs> I need to sleep. I, and I think I mean when I run retreats or or even um, start working with people in spiritual direction for the for the first time, one of the things that I ask them to do is to sleep, <laughs> like, to choose to go to sleep.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and most of us just push through that. Um, and Isn't that crazy? And live in this overtired... Yes. It's crazy.
0: Laura and I are, are, you know, I started studying it. I got into Tim Ferriss and studying sleep because I just wasn't getting enough. And The studies on sleep, you know, I'm just gonna throw this out there because I'm nerdy about it. They did a study on sleep and they do it with college kids because they're young and healthy and full of vitality and they stick them in a room and they keep that room at 68 degrees and pitch black for 18 hours a day. And they have to stay in there the whole time. And when they do this, normally when the study starts, these kids are sleeping 12, 13, 14 hours a night. And as it goes on and as it continues, the body regulates to about eight or nine. And that's why we say you need eight or nine hours a night. We really do. Most people aren't getting that. And you know, when when children are born, the study says in the first two years of a child's life, parents on average lose 25% of their sleep. They lose six months of sleep in the first two years of a child's life. You introduce another child and you're losing more sleep. So parents need sleep. You need to make it a priority Because then you can be the best parent you can be. You get the the most opportunities to be the best spouse you can be.
1: Absolutely. And I think the thing that, I mean, there's this weird message that sleep is selfish. You know, that getting rest is somehow like putting yourself first or when in fact getting rest is this ultimate act of surrender. Mm. Um, It's a surrender to the fact that that God is in control, that there's more going on, and that we can rest, that there is this, um, I'm not the one (laughs) in charge of the whole world, which is this temptation we have, and we need rest to be the best people we are. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel it, I'm sure you feel it, when you've had a couple of really good nights sleep in a row, you can handle so much more. You are more gracious, more loving, more thoughtful. Uh, You choose for others over yourself because you're not feeling at the end of yourself, exhausted and bitter and Mm -hmm. resentful in all the places that we go when we just don't physically have the energy and you know, it's just a strange thing because it's essentially getting mad at the car because you're driving on empty. <sighs> yeah,
0: you know? oh, it's such a great it's such a great analogy. It's exactly my son and I. We said it in uh, in a newsletter recently. We watched the TV show Alone. It's about survival and ten survivalists all by themselves. And just the other night, we were watching it, and there was an animal that kept a woman awake three nights in a row. She wasn't getting enough sleep, and she quit. And Lincoln looks at me and he goes, she didn't get enough sleep, Dad. And I was like, oh my goodness, my 10-year-old gets it. It's exactly right. She was depressed and she was sad and she was missing her home. Uh, and um, there was another person going through that and the animal went away. They got a, a good night's sleep and a little bit of food. And all of a sudden, the attitude and the outlook was completely different. Food and sleep, when you ignore them, your body will react. And again, your body doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. And it, And
1: that's the thing, it's telling you I mean the reason that she left she she thinks is that she's sad and she wants to go home actually she wants some sleep and some food like yeah. that's what her body is saying yeah you know the emotions are telling you one thing in that place and she may have actually legitimately be been feeling sad but yeah. it's going to be way heightened because you don't have sleep and you don't have food mm. yeah you just explained half the moms on the planet <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly. Right. They're, they're picking up leftover mac and cheese and a couple of hot dog pieces off the kids plates. Hey, Tara, you have an interesting story about your husband and baking bread. It spoke to me because I became obsessive with baking bread at altitude. And for me, it spoke, it spoke deeply because your husband bakes bread in a way that I aspire to and yet don't know how to. And it really does relate to the body. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: um My husband, Brian, gave me permission to share this story. He's, he is a tall guy. He's six foot six um, and a redhead. And uh, most of his life, has spent most of his life sort of trying to minimize his size because people get intimidated by tall people mm-hmm. or they ask you if you play basketball. Um, <laughs> and, and there's this reality that he sort of ended up living into, that he didn't have a connection with his body, with um, the, the gift that is our physical selves. And um, one of the things that he heard God invite him into as a place of reconnection with his body was this journey of making bread. Um, Brian has a has that sort of geek scientist mind, and he wants to understand things, and um he decided that if he was going to learn to make bread, he needed to learn to make bread without all the instruments that we have <laughs> to help us, without a bread maker,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, even more so without measuring cups, huh. um, without um, the thermometer that tells you how hot the water is that you're going to you know, activate the yeast in. He decided that if he was going to learn to make bread out of a place of um, connection with his body, he was going to learn to make it by touch, um, which ended up in a lot of you know there's, out of out of God's mercy, any loaf of bread right out of the oven tastes good with butter. <laughs> but yeah. after after about a few, ten minutes, he, that wasn't so good actually after all, and so he went through a lot of of process of learning how to make bread and what does the they'll feel like when it's, when it's right. And, um, and that through that whole story, he came to this place of reconnection with himself and with God through bread, as Jesus says, I'm the bread of life, and, and this knowing of how to make bread. The only instrument he's ever used in that process is the temperature on the oven. Um, and so he can make bread anywhere. He can make bread at altitude where I'm sitting right now. He can make bread. My family lives in Toronto. When we go and visit them, he can make bread in Toronto. He just knows what the bread is supposed to feel like.
0: I'm so Um, jealous. And it's
1: that. I'm so jealous. My
0: producer, this is an interesting one. My producer is pointing at me as you're saying this because I can make bread really well, but I can do it in our house, in our oven. And I don't know if I can do it anywhere else because I've only figured it out there and I've done it with a very, very specific recipe. I'm so desirous. I am envious of your husband because I was telling Kristen he can make bread anywhere because he knows how it's supposed to feel. He knows at altitude when Mm -hmm. water boils faster, it's going to be a little bit wetter and at sea level, it's going to rise at this temperature. And he knows all those things instinctually, which is how he got that connection. Thank you so much to Tara Owens for coming on the podcast and exploring the body in a whole new way. Learning how we can meet the Holy Spirit through our thoughts about our own bodies. This one this one actually helped me lose weight. Thinking about my body in a whole new way helped me get healthier and lose a lot of weight. Thank you so much to Tara for coming on and being honest and vulnerable and open about her journey and her story. Thanks also to MyPillow, MyPillow.com, code word Rebel. For a discount on pet beds. That's right, My Pillow makes pet beds. They heard about Bruiser and Coco. They heard Bruiser was sick and in the doggy hospital. And when we got home, when we got him home, they sent us a sweet little pet bed. So if you go to Instagram at James Ryan Dobson and at Rebel Parenting, I will try to post fixed pictures of our pups sleeping on the My Pillow pet bed. Oh, it is cute. And the voice of the martyrs, persecution.com helping and supporting those being persecuted for the gospel for more than 50 years. We thank them for their work and for sponsoring Rebel Parenting. Check them out at persecution.com. God bless, Rebels. We will see you soon.
1: Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444 That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444 We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.